0: This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you been struggling lately? Maybe you're having trouble sleeping, difficulty with the relationship, or just suffering from low self-esteem. If so, then BetterHelp wants to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You get to talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network, and they give you access to help that may not be available in your area. You just need to fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Join the 2 million-plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And there's a special offer to Nowhere to be Found listeners. You'll get 10% off of your first month, but only if you go through the link or type in betterhelp.com slash n-t-b-f for Nowhere to be Found. That's better, h-e-l-p dot com slash n-t-b-f. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. And you can find the link in our show notes and on our website, NowhereToBeFoundPodcast.com. I'm your host, Amanda Popino, and this is Nowhere To Be Found. can honestly say that I've never had to work very hard to get an interview before for the podcast. It's either going to happen or it isn't. Usually I'll ask someone if they're interested in doing an interview, and if they say no, then our conversation is pretty much over. But Shane's case has been different. I was positive that the best possible person for me to talk to in this case was Justin. Justin is Shane's best friend, and they live on the same property. And they work together. And almost everyone I talk to says that they're attached at the hip. But when I first asked Justin to do an interview, he said no. And this time, I talked to him anyways. I felt like even if I never got a formal interview with him, I still wanted to talk to him and see what he thought happened to Shane. I started talking to Justin in April. He's easy to talk to. He's a talker like I am. We started texting every day, first small talk, and eventually diving into Shane's case. We texted every day for about three months. And for three months, Justin has answered every single question I've thrown at him. And I had a lot of questions. He's been forthcoming about his own addiction problems and recovery. He would let me bounce information that I got off of him and would be able to tell me backstories on Shane and his life that I had never heard before. I slowly felt my perspective on Justin changing. And with that, I had a whole new set of problems. It put me in a spot I've never been in before. Shane's family and Justin are not on great terms, and understandably so. When they were in Oregon right after Shane went missing, they had some strange experiences with Justin that made him look pretty suspicious. And when I first heard about it from Misty, I thought, wow, yeah, that doesn't look good. I'd be suspicious too. But then again, every story has two sides. And when I heard Justin's side, it also made a lot of sense to me. After about 6 weeks of talking, Justin agreed to have a phone call with me. Let me just say, this is not a traditional formal interview. This is me bringing you in on my first real conversation with Justin. So, buckle up. This is going to get crazy.
1: When we we lost everything in the fire, so
0: Where were you for that? Were you were you there? You were there for all that?
1: I was at my girlfriend's house in town, but I was living upriver. Yeah, Jeez. I was upriver the day of the fire, and just went to town because it was Memorial Day, I think. She had yeah. Off that Monday. Uh huh. And and her grandpa was somewhere, so I was like, "Okay, let's go to town then." And so I got like three. Co- I got a call at ten thirty. I was in bed. I got a call at ten thirty, eleven thirty, and then finally midnight. I got another call, and I was like, "What the f- fuck? Why are?" why am I getting calls at midnight? You know? Yeah. So I looked at it, and it was Shane.
0: I was Uh-oh. like, what the
1: fuck? He goes to bed at 8 every night. Oh, so no. I called him back, and he's like, yeah, dude, everything's gone. He's like, the whole valley's gone. Oh, shit. I'm like, what? I, like, walked outside and could smell the smoke. I was like, and then in, like, two hours, I had 30 calls in a row. I was like, holy fuck, it is true.
0: Jeez. Yeah, I talked to Mike. Like, Mike. Mike's story literally gave me chills. Like, he... Like, the whole, like, loading up his mom, was like, a paraplegic, and, like, pulling into the I church park, imagined. you know, Like, dude.
1: Crazy there, because I knew Mike was, like, the most, like, chill. He came from, he, when he moved to the valley, he came from Hawaii, and he was, like, the most chill, laid back. He always claimed, he's like, I only got one. He's like, I got one set of keys on my keychain, and one is for my cabin and the truck. And after the fire, he started another company, and he had like forty keys on his keychain. went around all crazy, he's like, "Fuck, I did it! Like, I like, I got,
0: Should have never left right?
1: Hawaii." He's like, "I got forty keys on my keychain and three business cards." And <sighs> you're
0: yeah. like, "That's all right, dude. That's that's real life." Now he's cool. He, he he's a really he's cool guy. Thing.
1: He's still sticking it out because there's there's only a few people that actually wrote it out through the fire, and he's one of them.
0: Yeah, he told me he's trying to do the excavation thing now, and like kind of helping some people out that lost their their houses and stuff with that. Which that's right. cool. I mean, yeah, I don't his even know story. How as he well.
1: Came up with the company name either. It's the most random.
0: That's how I feel train. about Labyrinth. Where the heck did that come from?
1: Right. Oh, Shane's name. Yeah. That was from like that. That his like first girlfriend came up with that when he like first moved to Oregon. So straight up, he we were like cowboy builders. Like the whole time, I built with him. Yeah, we we just had we had like eight clients that we would rotate between building for.
0: And that's so convenient. We
1: a lot of weekends, and we did a lot of remodels where we leave one existing wall.
0: Yep, that's
1: all you need. Everything else brand new, so it was a remodel. Mm-hmm. And you know the homeowners are cool with it, so we you know we didn't really have to deal with a whole lot of inspectors. We did do a couple new houses upriver, and they were always a pain in the ass because. A, we had to wait for shit, we had to wait for inspections, we had to wait for the inspector. Right. Or wait for materials. So it was always just kind of building new houses was a pain in the ass.
0: Yeah, getting materials up there. I didn't even really think about that until I talked to Ben, I guess. And then Ben was saying, like, he contacted the timber company... And then they told him about Rocky, and then he... So it was, like, all pretty connected. But, yeah, uh, Ben was cool. Like, he was pretty tough to get a hold of for me. He...
1: Like, he... Like, nobody in the Valley really knows him.
0: No, nobody.
1: And and that's how we... So, like, he contacted the same company, like, Rocky. um,
0: It's that that timber company. Had this timber
1: framing company build this house up in Portland. Yeah, that's what he was saying. We were built, we were actually doing the outside of my friend Bill and Becky's house across the river,
0: mm.
1: like, in the woods, like, all, you know, hidden out, doing our own thing. Yeah. And all of a sudden, hit, Rocky and his wife came, like, trekking through the state trail with, like, hiking gear and, like, poles <laughs> and all into it. And
0: yep, like, yep, totally. We're
1: like, where, where did you guys come from? They're like, oh, we live across the river. We might be building this house. And we're like, well, we don't have a business card. And we're like, here, let's put it this way. If you can figure out how to get a hold of us again, we'll build your house. And we left. No and way. We're like, and we're like, we'll probably never hear from him again. No. You know. And all of a sudden, they like, he did his homework because he got on the phone and, like, threw the roundabout, like, we yeah, we don't even know how, and all of a sudden he calls us up. He's like, "Hey you guys, how's it going?" <laughs> we're like,
0: That's oh, hilarious.
1: <laughs> we're like, oh shit! Well, let's see what you got. And we looked at his plan, and it was like a normal. It wasn't anything crazy timber frame. Yeah, it was all like facade timbers.
0: That's so cool. Like
1: the actual structure of the house was like anything else we normally built. With okay. all the corbels and the front entrance had like timbers that kind of look like it's a timber frame. That's cool. They're, they're basically just bolted on the outside, hmm. so it's kind of it's kind of cool. It makes the house look like
0: I it. was gonna say it probably looked pretty cool at the end. Then
1: it looks sweet. At, yeah, it looks really sweet at the end, and it looks like it's a timber framed house, but structurally, it's not. It just is it's way cheaper. Yeah, it's
0: kind of genius
1: like that than it is to have your engineered.
0: Hmm. All
1: all crazy like that's
0: cool. Yeah, Rocky was a cool guy. He's a uh... Yeah, pretty convenient, really, for you guys that he. One, likes you. Two, hired you. Three, happens to be a search and rescue dude. I was like, what? Aren't you the jack of all trades? All right, Rocky.
1: Right, that's what I've been saying. Like, we'd show up there and he would. Like, he. When we built the second story of his house, we had to like fork up the furniture Mm -hmm. and I could have literally just lifted it up to Shane and been like, yoink, like Mm -hmm. done. He set up a whole rigging
0: system. <laughs> I could totally and, see that.
1: <laughs> and, oh, yeah, it was, like, elaborate. Like, I walked in there and was like, damn, he had to have, like, spent time. Yeah,
0: he's, mind. like, an organized mind. Like, you oh, can, he's, he's an like, a, yeah.
1: Organized mind, and he'd, like, bring it in. And he got, like, the chair halfway up, and then he had to redo the, all the rigging. So I was standing there, like, holding the chair and Rocky Jeez. turned his back when and I lifted
0: up. You're like, you're like, like let me Rocky. help you. <laughs> he's like, no, don't
1: do it. But yeah, Rocky's an organized mind. Yeah, he's see cool. That. That's why it was, because I called him first, like, before I called anybody else when I was, like, trying to figure out, you know, do I actually get serious? I'm yeah. Like, when, do I, right. when do I call this in? When do I not call this in?
0: Yeah, it's hard. Was, like,
1: to, And because we found the truck Thursday and this was Friday, I had Jeremy Norman pick me up in the morning and I brought him up to the truck and I was like, what the fuck do you think? You know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like if, if he did fall and break his leg somewhere, it's cold and rainy and fucked out. So, you know, he would be fucked if something happened. right? And he's like, I don't know, I'll call it. And I was like, you would? I was like, that means I have to call Marge.
0: Oh, God.
1: Like, because, like, I didn't want them to call her. (sighs) Right. You know what I mean? Such a mess. I'm like, you know, I'm going to have to call her, like, right after. Oh, man. So I called it in, and when I called her the first time, she didn't answer. And I left her a message, and I think that's where the whole... Friday, Saturday. Misty was saying that I didn't contact March until Saturday. Mm. Uh, it's because I called her. It's because I called her Friday evening and left a message and didn't get a hold of her.
0: Oh, you're not the only one that like. I've worked with a bunch of families now, like of missing people, and it's pretty tough to decide when you call it in, be- especially if it's somebody who like they're pretty competent and they might go off on their own and maybe they just want to be left alone and they'll be pissed as hell as if you call the police on them and that's make a whole Shane, scene. That's,
1: that's what Shane was like. No, I like know. That. And like his, in his MO, like, that's what he did. Yeah. Like he would go, he would go off in the woods and hang out by himself. Like, yeah. And that wasn't, tough, man. That wasn't even the first time that search and rescue was called on him. Like, Hmm. before I even was living in Oregon, when he first bought the property upriver, and I don't even know if him and Crystal were even married yet at the time, but when he first bought the property upriver, he went up there and did the same thing. He got high and went off and did his own thing in the woods for a couple days, and Crystal actually wound up calling search and rescue and called Marge, and Marge was sitting at my kitchen table when she got the call from Crystal saying that she had to call search and rescue and Shane seen search and rescue walk by. And so that's when he went home.
0: (sighs) Oh man. He's like, all right, I'm done. (laughs) Dang. Yeah. I could totally see where you could get stuck in that. Like, do I make a huge scene? And if I'm wrong, he's going to be pissed. But then if I'm right, and I'm just sitting around waiting. What if he's just, like you said, like sitting in a ditch somewhere and I'm the asshole because I right, didn't exactly. call it in? That's what I,
1: that's no, what I, I get it. That's what I told the deputies too. And it, like, I looked at him right away. I was like, I didn't know whether I waited four days. Like, I'm not going to call Marge and be like, hey, so, you know, <laughs> just so you know, like, you know, 12 days ago, uh, Shane went missing. Yeah. And I wasn't going to give her that one because then that I you know how bad, like, I just would feel horrible as a parent. Right. And and, and, I t- and I told her the straight truth about what was going down with everything, and I don't think she was quite...
0: She wasn't like, ready for like, that.
1: She's very Midwestern.
0: Yeah, she wasn't ready for that. Reason.
1: So she wasn't ready for it, mm-hmm. but I couldn't lie to her.
0: Yeah, you're in uh, a tough spot, major, man. So she, you are so so in a tough like, spot. Straight
1: up off the get, she thought I was... Uh, it was, cra- it was just crazy.
0: The real question is, like, why would it have even been your responsibility? Like, really, that should have fallen on Crystal all along. Like, why is right, Shane's right, buddy right. the one making also, these phone calls, the, you know?
1: the other fucked up part with Crystal's. I remember going up to her the one night when I was trying to figure out how serious it was. And I was like, Crystal, when does this shit get real? And she looked at me and she goes, I didn't want to even have you involved in this.
0: What does and that mean? I
1: stopped and was like, that's a weird comment.
0: You're like, of course I'm going to get involved in this. Shane's missing. Like, what? Oh, you couldn't keep me away from like, this?
1: It, it, exactly, exactly. So, like, the first two nights, she didn't even want to go out and look for him. Because the first day, like, he went off on Tuesday, right? Right. So he, he came home at 10, and I watched him drive away. And he went off Tuesday, which is, like... No, nothing out of the ordinary at this point. Right. So I don't, I was like, well, he, if he's partying, I probably we're not going to be working tomorrow and he's not going to be working tomorrow. So I'm not, you know, I guarantee I won't be working tomorrow. Right. And so when I got up in the morning, Crystal came running at me saying that she was home until 4 a.m. and she was home all the way up until 4. And she went up to try to get Shane because he called her and got turned around at the loggers and couldn't find him and this and that. And the whole time I'm like, bitch, you're crazy. Hey, <laughs> and leave me alone. What's, what does it mean? You know yeah, everyone, what does that have to do with me? She, the whole time she was telling me, I was like, what's the point of this? Like, leave me alone. But I'm still kind of listening. And it didn't, and it didn't like make more sense until way later when i seen the big picture and i was like yeah that's real sketchy that she was trying to tell me that she was, that home, she until was home when i left because I, I left mike miller's at it was like 11 30 ish and i hmm. remember looking at him and i'm like yeah you know why i love living up here is because on the drive home over that 15 miles i'm gonna pass like three cars yeah. And I got, and when i got home I had only passed, like, three cars, and I texted him. I'm like, yeah, nobody's here. I'm probably, you know, going to have the day off tomorrow if you need help moving shit. Because Shane's truck was gone. Crystal's truck was gone. Every every vehicle on the property was gone except for the one that I just drove in with. Is that weird? It is weird.
0: Because Shane goes Crystal, to bed early.
1: Because Crystal, Crystal never would leave. She was like the biggest homebody. Like she would get any, if any, if she could get somebody to go to the store to buy her a bottle of wine, she would do it. You know, nine times out of ten, and pay, and pay twice as much just so she wouldn't have to go there and do it. She's that lazy. Hmm, that's interesting. And so so for her to be gone, and then for her to try to tell me that she was home when I know she wasn't because I drove right. You know, when I drove in, I drove right by her trailer, and Halverson had a red Jeep that wasn't there. Crystal's silver RX seven wasn't there, and Shane's truck wasn't there. And so, I pulled in. I went, hey, at least I'm going to sleep good tonight because there's going to be no noise. And I went to hmm. bed at like eleven thirty, and so I didn't know what time Crystal got home that night. I, you know, I was in bed sleeping. But when I got up, and and it was weird that when I got up at eight, whatever time in the morning, that she came running out at me because normally she wouldn't get up until noon.
0: Right, like, she's like nocturnal. Eight. Right, she likes she sleeps all day and is up all night.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So even the fact that she was like running over trying to like tell me she was home at eight a.m. was weird that she was even up.
0: Was Ray there in the morning?
1: Uh, Ray was Ray was there the morning that, that Shane showed up at ten.
0: Yeah, but then the so next that, morning was he still so there?
1: Then, Ray did show up at some point because when I got home at like four thirty, Ray Ray had just pulled up with driving Crystal's car, mind you. He was he wasn't even driving his own vehicle. He was driving Crystal's vehicle and he said he'd been driving around the woods for five hours. Trying to find him and couldn't find the truck anywhere. And I was like,
0: "That's so bizarre crazy. that he's driving yeah. Crystal's car." One and two, like he says, he barely knows Shane or Crystal that well. Like he plays it off like he does not know them that well, and especially Crystal. Like Shane, he says like he's had one conversation with Shane alone while they were driving somewhere. Or I don't even know. Right. And then Sisters. Crystal, you know. They hang out sometimes, but he really doesn't know him that well. And I'm like,
1: "Crystal's a his drinking buddy, and he was over, he was over at her house every single day.
0: Yeah, so, so like why before, not?
1: Before the fire happened, he lived across the road. So he li- he was actually living on Shane's property right. when Shane bought the place.
0: And he that's what the family from, told me. He was they said, in
1: the, in the back hill.
0: Yeah, that he lived there."
1: He was living on the property, then he moved down into the fifth wheel on the property, like after Shane bought it. he's like, well, if you're going to be living up there, you're going to like pay rent, you know, and so he moved down into the fifth wheel and then got kicked out of the fifth wheel and moved back up onto the hill and then the guy that was renting a cabin from Ray and Kathy that lived across the road mm-hmm. went all crazy and started shooting out the window at Ray Ray. Oh, and geez. the SWAT teams showed up and shut down the highway and like barricaded this cabin because he was all posted up inside with a gun shooting out the window. And so they came in and pulled him out and he had warrants and shit. And so Ray Ray wound up walking up afterwards and being like, so you're probably going to have a cabin to rent. <laughs> And so we right. moved in across the road, and he and Rare would drink with Crystal every single day.
0: So why would he lie about that and say that he doesn't know her that well? That's weird yeah. and unnecessary. Yeah.
1: That it's unnecessary. It is weird and unnecessary. Because
0: it everybody's really told me <laughs> that he lives there, on and off. He also lives like on the museum property or something.
1: Yeah, which is like just down the road.
0: Well, everything's um, just down the road.
1: <laughs> it's it's down the road like a mile from where okay. he was living before.
0: And then even like saying that like she would see Crystal walking the dogs to Ray's. Like that's not an uncommon thing for yeah, her. No, so no, I'm like, no, okay.
1: Because Ray always had a bottle of tequila and Crystal always wanted to take pulls out of the bottle of tequila.
0: Why can't Crystal go buy her own bottle of tequila?
1: Because Ray's was closer than the tequila. (laughs) There
0: you go. All right. It all comes back to laziness, really. Laziness.
1: And and Shane would get pissed if she was buying bottles of booze because he would, she would go buy two bottles of wine and she would hammer two bottles of wine a day. And then whatever pulls she could get off of Ray's bottle. And Ray, like Ray's a hardcore alcoholic. Yeah. So was Crystal. And so they were drinking buddies because they're two hardcore alcoholics in the middle of the woods that live 300 yards apart. Yikes. They were good friends. They were like best friends.
0: That's so weird, though, Then that he would say so, that he doesn't know her that like, well. Like, what Shane, are you doing?
1: Shane, would be, Shane was straight up jealous of Ray Ew. because he would get home from work all day knowing that Ray had been hanging out with his wife, sitting around getting smashed for the last six hours.
0: That's so funny because Ray actually said, I don't have the type of relationship with Crystal where it's like a jealousy thing. There's no jealousy involved there. Like he wanted to actually say that out loud.
1: Right. (laughs) Oh, man. And like, like, I don't, and like Um. Crystal and him were just drinking buddies, but it was a jealousy thing with Shane. Like, Shane was just jealous of him because Crystal would, you know, actually bullshit with Ray and talk and hang out with him. And then Shane would get home and she would turn into, like, the biggest fucking bitch I've ever seen. Like, straight up nasty. Like, I've I've never seen one human be so nasty to another human. And I've seen a lot of shit.
0: Like well, and I know he was, like, on his way out. Shit. Like, he wanted to bounce, but he felt somehow, like, he felt bad about leaving her, and he didn't know how to do it, and so he was, like, kind of... He did,
1: he did. He felt like he will not be able to get anyone better, was where he was at.
0: Wouldn't it be better to just he was, be alone? He was,
1: still, <laughs> he was still distraught from losing back.
0: Yeah, that's been a while.
1: He moved to Oregon with back up. Right. And this was, like, 20 years ago. Right.
0: And Never recovered. They, were
1: living, they were living in town, and he was working. That's how they came up with Labyrinth. She came up with Labyrinth. And so like, she was going to do the books and this and that, which she probably would have been amazing compared to Crystal. Amazing.
0: What happened? She, how did she OD? She,
1: she, the neighbor lady, wound up bringing her over some methadone and Xanax. And he got home from work, and she was dead what yeah and he like knew and he always said he's like i know the lady that did it
0: was it's becca like, into like was that standard
1: it, it, no it wasn't standard There, she was like a hippie she had dreads but it wasn't like standard daily phone it was like a random it was like a random toxic mix
0: okay man that's awful
1: Right, and so he came and was, just, was distraught, and so he hated, he hated farmies and opiates and, and anything but speed because of that. Hmm. Like, he wouldn't, he wouldn't touch anything but speed. And
0: so there's some, I, there's some definite rumors, like
1: and, like, like, like. and I'm like the opposite, so that's why we were good together, because if he ever wanted to go and get fucked up, I was like, good luck to you. <laughs> and, uh, and then if i wanted to go get fucked up he's like well i'm not bringing you up yeah I'm like, fuck you know so neither one of us would.
0: there's definitely some talk of like heroin being in the picture too though it's not just
1: oh i'm sure
0: i mean it's hard to say it's the credibility <laughs> in this whole situation is pretty much out the window yeah. everybody's crazy
1: With with everybody. Yeah. And the the only, the only credible thing I got is what I told the, you know, I was straight up with the cops from the get. And that probably saved my ass, realistically.
0: Yeah, because they weren't trying to bust anybody for drugs at that point. And that's kind of what I said, too. Like, nobody wanted to talk to me at first. And I was like, honestly, I couldn't care any less about your drug. Like vice, do I don't. I do not and care.
1: There's, there's fucking drugs everywhere. Yeah, I mean, they, not they, my concern. Could, they could literally bust whoever they wanted to for drugs if they really wanted to. Right, you know? it's fucking not hard to. You know, it's not hard to. You know,
0: no, everybody knows who the dealers are, and honestly, nobody's that quiet about it. It's right. not that hard if you just start asking questions to people who just live there. They're just around. They know people, they talk to people, they may not even be in the drug world, but they know what's up.
1: Right, exactly. So it's
0: like, okay, the cops and, don't care about and, that.
1: And that and that's what was cool about Oregon is because as long as you just did your own shit and didn't fuck with other people's stuff or didn't, you know, steal or do whatever, people really wouldn't pull that sort of thing against
0: you. Right, well, especially upriver, I mean, it's it's running rampant right now, but I will say, I feel like people are going to be a lot less tolerant, like with fentanyl and all the crap that that's bringing around. Like people are going to, that's going to cause a problem.
1: Like, Well, there shouldn't be tolerance. Of that because
0: no, because it kills people. It's not okay. It's nasty. It is nasty. There's no good way to be a fentanyl user. Like you keep, there's no good ending for that.
1: There is there is no good ending that no. is straight up death or prison.
0: Yep, exactly. And I'm pretty much like that's how I feel about Crystal. I don't feel like if she continues down the path that she's on right now, she's not gonna be around for that long.
1: There's... No, and she was she was used, she was doing fat.
0: I know. That's why she's not gonna be around for that long.
1: She was doing fun, not holding it in front of me. I was actually trying to quit doing it. And she was actually fucking holding that against me while it was going down.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, (laughs) I wouldn't compare myself with her in any, any situation.
1: She, dude, she, I I can't, I can't even explain to you how crazy she is. She, and not to mention, she was the meanest person to Shane the whole time I lived out there. That's awful. When when she would leave, I would literally hang out with him because I felt, well, because I would be like, dude, I don't want to leave you hanging on mm-hmm. your own, but I don't really want to be around this either. Right. But it was, it was that horrible that I was like, yeah, but I won't leave you hanging because she's a fucking bitch. So. She to, and she would go up to Alaska and she would say that she's like taking care of her mom. And so Shane would pay for everything while she's up there because she's taking care of her mom. And her mom would call like three months later. And be like, I've been telling her to leave for the last three months, and she won't leave. And Shane's like, what? She's been telling me that she, like, has to be there.
0: Oh, dang. So she was up there for a while. Like, she was having extended stays.
1: Yeah, she would go up there for, like, six months. And then when her mom passed away, she would start going. She went to Halverson's because she didn't have that. Since her mom wasn't up there, she didn't have that excuse. So she just left. They went down to Texas for one trip like two years ago. Yeah. And she went and lived in Helverson's backyard for like months until he got evicted. Right. And that's and that's why he actually was at the place because uh, they had been renting, him and his wife had been renting their place for like 20 some years. And the landlord finally evicted him.
0: I'm so confused yeah. about Eric. So, before I talk to you about him, everybody I've talked to thinks that they are romantically involved. And the wife, like, they're divorced and split up now. And now Eric's shacking up with Crystal, which, if me and my husband split up, I'm going to tell you right now that he's not going to go sleep on my best friend's floor. Like, that's just not going to happen. You go sleep on your own best friend's floor. Why would you go to your wife's best friend if you're in a fight and, with dude, your wife.
1: And, and here's the thing. It, it's so fu- it's so fucking weird, but I, dude, I don't, I just don't, I mean, maybe now that I think about it, maybe it would make sense. I mean, I couldn't see, I couldn't see Crystal trading. Oh man, it would blow my mind because even when I was there, even when it was going down, like Halverson was still doing his own thing. Like he was looking, he because he would go rent rooms at the Harvick's Inn to like watch dub games and just to get out of there.
0: That's like weird. He
1: would stay for <laughs> couple nights, But he would like go do his own thing and then he would stay at Harvick's for like three nights and he was like trying not to stay as welcome.
0: Okay. Has
1: somebody is he still so he's still up there?
0: Like I don't know. I don't know if he's still up there like today. I would say like three months ago he was still there
1: right so see, I, see the last the last I heard is that he went down to California
0: I'm just confused I get so what's really messing with yeah, me is he, that person
1: like, Halverson is he's just he wouldn't hurt he wouldn't hurt anybody he's like a hippie guy hmm. like he won't he won't there's no way he would be Involved in any sort of crystal scheme to like fuck with Shane, hmm. I, I can I could I w- I couldn't see that. There's no way he's too he's too chill for that. That's interesting. And he, and he thinks Crystal is off a rocker.
0: I just feel like so the whole conversation with him, uh, I don't know if it was with Marge or Misty, somehow trickled down the line to me that he said the last time he ever saw Shane was like october 20 something and he came over t- to have a sleepover with shane and crystal and they watched movies and ate dinner and stayed up and i was like what What 60 year old dude is having a sleepover with a married couple i don't like no that is not a thing unless there's drugs right, that, involved
1: that, that <laughs> fucked up and i'm sure he was good i see he was living with a drug dealer
0: yeah, there's something we're missing a piece here because that doesn't make any, any sense at all for a grown man. I am yeah. Don't know and, any of those that have that.
1: Well, and and I know for I know for a fact that Crystal was having Hellerson get her dope because she would always try to hide it from Shane. She would spend thousands of dollars and she would try to say that she was going to town to do laundry or going to town to do this or that, and then she'd go over to my buddy's house get completely fucked up and my buddy would call me and be like yo bro uh can you check this like crystal's truck is parked with the doors open and (sighs) she's like puking out in the backyard oh no the truck is still running with the doors open on the road and there's like four dogs in the front yard oh no should i like and I'd, uh, I'd be like, I don't know, dude. Like,
0: not my and problem.
1: And he's like, Is any of this stuff yours? I'm like, Nope, none of it's mine. He's like, All right, well then. He's like, I just wanted to check before, like, I send her home, or
0: but you're like, Nope, not my monkey, not my circus. Sorry. Right? Exactly,
1: <laughs> exactly. And then the next day, Shane would be like, Oh, would be like all frumpy at work. And <sighs> I'd be like, hmm, What's going on? Yeah.
0: So she yeah. was going all the way to Eugene.
1: Oh yeah. Yep.
0: And then driving home.
1: And, oh yeah! Oh, damn. So here's the thing, in in the in the time in the eight years I was there, ish, I never once seen Crystal not wasted. In the eight e- in the eight years, literally, there was one day she didn't get drunk, and that's because I watched her drink like two liters of something the day before. And she was so hungover that she couldn't physically even drink anything. And that was the only day in like eight years I wasn't watching her just slam booze the entire time. Whoa. She, she would wake up at 11 and polish a bottle of wine before she fed dogs breakfast by 1230 in the afternoon. Oh, dang. And, and then she would pretty much polish another bottle of wine before Shane got home from work. And then she would be joining them for more booze, and that's when Ray would come into the picture, because then she could just, you know...
0: Go Wine and is an interesting choice for an alcoholic. I feel like she could get the job done a lot faster if she chose something else.
1: Right. Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. Okay, well, yeah, so... In the eight years I was there, crystal was wasted the entire time.
0: That's wild. Why did you move there? I didn't realize until I dug a little bit deeper that you and Shane actually have a little bit of an age gap. You guys are like thirteen years right. apart, so
1: his his mom and my mom are best friends, okay, our best friends so yeah, like sorry about that best. so we we both grew up, and Shane and I both grew up in the same town right and Mar- and Marge and my mom are best friends, and Shane's dad had actually passed away mhm and and I had fallen off a roof, putting a metal roof on a building in the middle of a blizzard. Mm-hmm. And so I was sitting at my house and I was basically, I think it was Christmas Eve. And he, in March was over and he just randomly rolled out and was like, Hey, I'm in town. And we went and smoked a ball and was like, well, if you want to work where it doesn't snow, he's like, you can come out and hang out. And so I just cruised. I was bored and I'd been to the routine a few times. And so I cruised out there and I was like, fuck it, I would rather live where it doesn't smell. And so I just stayed. Hmm. Um, my friend Andy is starting a winery out in between Eugene and Venita.
0: Yeah, um, I know who that is. That. Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I was working at a winery in Minnesota. And so he needed somebody to kind of consult and slash know what they were doing in a vineyard. And so half the reason why i moved out there was to work at his winery and kind of help him get back on shane and i were actually building we we're like five years into the build he's got i think 40 some acres of grapes in we were gonna start building the um actual rock winery facility this next summer hmm. um, but yeah that's why i moved out there was to kind of consulted the winery and helped him build
0: yeah that's cool
1: and the w- the weather was awesome and wow the worst, <laughs> that's the first time i've ever heard West that compared to i was in denver and i would moved from denver back to minnesota and i was in minnesota for like i don't know eight months and i was like fuck this <laughs> Because it was the first winter I was back, and I was like, yep, yeah, I'm all, I'm over it. I bet. But Sounds terrible. So I got up there, I just stayed.
0: That's funny, because you really don't ever hear people say, like, oh, Oregon, the weather's so nice there. <laughs> like, the weather's actually awful, but in comparison to Minnesota, probably not so bad.
1: Right, exactly.
0: I mean, the rain is, God, it's so awful. It's sucks the it, life out it, of me but it,
1: it, it, it is but it's not snow. but it's not
0: 10 feet of snow so i guess it's you can't not, really complain
1: no you're not like miserable right like just go. like i can go out to... yeah I, lo- I love i love
0: i it. mean the summers man you can't you can't really beat oregon summers and i'm especially bitter right now when it is so freaking hot here And I know that it's becoming, like, the most beautiful time of year in Oregon. Like, it's green, it's a nice temperature, it's cool in the evenings, things are alive. Here, everything is dead, it is hot as hell, and your air conditioning can barely keep up. It's not even fun to be outside. I'm like, yeah. This is cool, but,
1: but it's, it flips. Well, in season like season and fire season out there.
0: Right, but in the winter in Eugene, I'm like, God, this is so awful. And then in the winter here, I'm like, hmm, this is really nice. So, you know, it's some give and take, right. but
1: hmm. No, Eugene, Eugene winters are out ah, the rain. When it's the heavy rain, that's when when it's the nonstop for Months. a week rain.
0: Yes, and you don't see the sun, and it's just a gray cloud that covers the whole state, it feels like. For
1: a month, yeah. Yep. It's crazy.
0: It's brutal, man. It is. It'll wear on you. But basically, what I've learned is no matter where you live, there's always something.
1: Right. Always. The, ni- the nice part about it there is all the trees were green. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, Super yeah, green. even though it's wintertime, the trees are still alive. Right. Where's, Super scenic. Back here, Everything is fucking dead, like tundra, Hmm. like frozen-ass snow, dead. It's it's bad. I feel like you just entered Antarctica. There's no snow. Yeah. Because then all the fields are brown, and trees are dead. So it's just like a massive flat sheet of, yeah.
0: That sounds terrible.
1: It it, it is. It is. I'm living it right now. I keep driving around like, what the
0: but, so what are you gonna do? Are you gonna go? Are you gonna go back?
1: I'm well, probably gonna go back at some point. But I'm fishing. I'm fishing a league with my stepdad this summer. It's kind of gonna be his last year of fishing. He's getting too old for it. So,
0: like, he goes away for the whole season.
1: Uh, no, year? like we like we fish every Monday all summer long. Hmm. But when when the summer's over, he's probably not gonna fish next year. I kill one fish here and there, but he's got neuropathy, so oh, he's wow. paralyzed from basically the waist down. He has braces that he has to walk with and stuff, mm-hmm. so it's just getting too hard for him to get in and out of the boat.
0: Yeah, that's tough.
1: Dang. So it's kind of the end of, yeah. So end I'm of an era. I'm summer. Yeah, be, I'm that'd
0: sure be cool.
1: I'll be back there just because I'm not going to be able to put up with winter yeah my,
0: I mean, I'm curious life. what it's like for you when you go back and how you're gonna
1: plus my hometown is a trip my <laughs> I hometown, my, yeah my hometown is way crazy.
0: does it feel half, small?
1: Half, half the people half the people think I'm a serial killer and oh, half the Jesus. people are too scared to talk to me, and half the people just I don't even know oh, no. you know. So it's, it has been it has been a trip, not to mention there was a posse following me to town when I got back from where crazy. well there was I'm sure there was two sorts of I swear to God there was a couple of federal agencies following me back, whether it was the DEA or
0: I mean um, if you have, have nothing to hide, why not just stop and talk to them and you're like, what's up what are you doing like what's going on?
1: right well i kind i kind of did i've been kind of relaying my information Hmm. so i kind of know what's going down and i think it was their way of telling me that i had to fucking
0: knock it off yeah
1: because they they all knew i was part of like they're like yeah we're not worried about the drugs i'm like oh sweet here you go yeah you're not worried about the the drugs
0: exactly i guess the biggest like issue i have with the timeline that even the detective is saying so like Shane and Crystal are texting that night or morning or whatever at 4am where he's like I lost my keys I'm gonna drill out the ignition and I'll be home and then she's like you're wasting all of our time looking for you and he's like I'm sorry and then 45 minutes after that they're both in the car and the loggers see them but they're headed in like north on 1501 which makes no sense why would you be headed in you should be headed out back towards the house right Right. so I just don't understand how you could be texting somebody at 4am that I'm looking for you and I'm going to be home soon or whatever and the well, detectives and are confirming thing, that
1: that a text who's saying that that was even chain texting it next time on
0: nowhere to be found
1: so I had already known that he was going to be getting high at some point. I just wasn't sure when. Here I go up to my trailer, and the door is locked from the inside. There's like a 65-year-old lady sleeping on my couch, with none of my stuff in there. All my shit is gone. They are completely moved into my trailer. I can't, I just. I was too weirded out to even go back there. Like, after he went missing, I was just so fucking weirded out by her that I didn't even want to stay there. And I never, I never did stay there again, actually.
0: We've been asked how our listeners can contribute to the show. So we set up an account with Patreon. Check out the link in our show notes if you're interested in supporting our cause. You can also find it on our website, NowhereToBeFoundPodcast.com.